It's time to set aside the superficial. It's time to go deeper. It's time to engage in truth. Here's John Bornstein. Well, everybody, welcome back to Engage in Truth. This is John Bornstein. I'm the senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley right here at Colorado Springs. And I'm so excited that you are tuning in today. We are in our very special roundtable edition of Engage in Truth. And as you know, we like to bring in special guests when we have these roundtable discussions to really talk about what's going on in our community and how we can get involved. We want to equip you with all of the resources and tools so that you can not only stay informed, but take action, get involved in the in the activities going on here in our community and and really to pray about these issues as well and, and to stay informed so that you can inform others accordingly. So again, I'm just so excited that you're tuning in today because we have two very special guests that I believe you're going to be inspired by, encouraged hearing their story, and ultimately uh, want to take action yourself to get involved in these issues that they're going to address with us here today. So let me introduce to you two individuals, Mr. Ken Lippincott and Daryl Couch. Let me tell you a little bit about these two individuals, and I'm going to have them just share with you. Uh, But Ken Lippincott is a father of two daughters, one of which uh, went and started with her husband, the Pikes Peak Academy, which is a fantastic school here in the Colorado Springs area. And uh, Ken has, not only has he served the Lord far and wide, but he is a faithful husband to his wife, Karen. They have just celebrated 57 years together in marriage. Wow. I just, I need to have him on the broadcast again, just to talk about the secrets of marriage and success in that area. Uh, But he's a native Coloradoan with 43 years in education as a teacher and principal, time with the central office and the state department. He's received a number of national awards words in recognition. He's even served as a pastor and recently has authored two outstanding books. I, I'm so excited by these books, uh, Freedom's Tree and Restoring Blair House, two of a trilogy. And I know the trilogy is forthcoming as far as completion. The, I know he's actively working in part three of this series. And he is also the, the director of senior adult ministries at Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley. Ken Lippincott, welcome to Engage in Truth. Thank you. It's always good to be here and listen to you on the radio and uh, to be in the studios today. Thank well, you. it's so good to have you back. I know for our listeners who have heard you a few times on the program, I know they're excited to hear from you again. And our other special guest, Daryl Couch. Daryl is a father of four children, one of which went to went home to be with the Lord after an accident as a missionary in Nepal, incredible missionary-minded family. Uh, his lovely wife, Vicki, also went home to be with the Lord in 2017 after 46 years together, marriage. Uh, what an incredible uh, just story that they have. Uh, he was a, He's a veteran, three tours in Vietnam with the U.S. Navy, and he has worked in the oil industry. He's been a project manager for a large companies, served as a pastor and a missionary, and he's lived here in Colorado since 1992, 27 years here. Daryl, so glad to have you on Engage in Truth. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Well, it is truly an honor to have you. Now, Daryl, I recently read an article that is all over the internet right now. If you Google search your name, Daryl Couch, one of the top articles that pops up is Daryl Couch is the real deal, written by one Karen Lippincott. And uh, I know that she really covers the basis of your heart, 
uh, a man after God's heart, a man of service to this community. So I encourage all of our listeners to read that when they get a chance. But uh, just to be upright, forthright with why you're here and what we're going to be talking about today, for those in Fountains Ward 2, you're running for city council. And you're here today, and I want our listeners to get to know you. But the reason why I've asked you to be on Engage in Truth, both of you fine gentlemen, is for our listeners to hear the hearts of two men who believe it's time to step up in faith and step out in obedience to make a difference as change agents in our community. And both of you have demonstrated a concern for our community's welfare. And sometimes you've teamed up together to combat these issues and what you've considered to be community problems. And other times you've worked separately, and I know that you're both hard workers trying to be individuals who are men of action, hearing the, the concerns of citizens and taking action, not just being complacent to just hear the complaints and do nothing mm-hmm. about it. You, you really have become individuals of action. So what's your history? Just tell us a little bit about your history together uh, as, as you've worked side by side. Ken, why don't you kick us off? Well, uh, Daryl and I d- uh, teamed up to uh, combat the commercialization of pot, marijuana, in Fountain. And we gathered some others uh, with us and and distributed over 26,000 flyers, mm. and we won an election uh, by 23 votes to block wow. the commercialization of marijuana. Also, uh, we t- took on smart meters and in, in trying to prevent the installation of the meters that emit um, mm. uh, elect- rate- EMI. EMI. Right, right. And uh, we got a permanent no-cost opt-out free. Wow. uh, With no tiered rating, and that was significant. Mm -hmm. Uh, The victory wasn't delivered through um, the election. It was delivered through another means where the city council members uh, changed from being 7-0 against us to 4-3 for us. So a different kind of victory that God provided. Amen. Now, we've also done community prayer meetings, prayer, pray for our nation. Uh, in 2013, we did 13 of those. Uh, right now, we're served together on the Road Focus Group hmm. in Fountain and also the Fountain Colorado Streets Committee, uh, which we're seeking to pass 2A uh, to fund neighborhood street repair. Hmm. But in do- what we've been doing together, Daryl is running for office and and my wife and I are his campaign managers because he is the real deal. And we're, we're passing out flyers, walking street corners, working street corners, uh, posting signs, and, and while Daryl's been going door to door talking with people. And he's an especially good listener, a problem solving, <laughs> problem solver. Uh, my wife and I have been coordinating community prayer meetings in 2019, six so far. Prayer for Our Nation, uh, and regarding cultural issues, 5G infanticide, Islamic lessons in public schools, Hmm. and helping to get Daryl elected to Fountain City Council because 
he is the real deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I appreciate you reaching out even to the program here because, you know, Ken, we go way back, obviously serving at Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley together. And uh, and I know that you are a man of, of action. You know, you see a concern, you see a, a problem in the community. And rather than just gathering around the water cooler about it, you, you, mm-hmm. you roll up your sleeves and go to work. And mm-hmm. I know that uh, the folks down in Southern Colorado Springs, Fountain, Security Widefield areas certainly know you to be a man of uh, integrity and, and mm-hmm. certainly one who is not just of lip service. You really uh, get to work and represent the people. So I know Daryl's really got uh, the right guy in his corner here. So we really appreciate the the two of you here and and all that you've done for the community. But uh, let me just shift gears here now with Daryl, just so everybody can hear from you. Maybe this is the first time someone's even hearing your name. I I can't imagine that'd be possible with all of your years of service here in this community. But can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I I mean, I, I was going through your bio and it's an, it's an incredible life and journey and, and, and mission work and pastoral service and obviously the oil industry and everything you learned there with your GI Bill and going to work in, in the oil industry. So you've got an incredible life and journey through all of that, especially as you've witnessed God work in and through those details as you've seen lives changed. So without me telling everybody about you, just tell us a little bit about uh, your walk, especially with the Lord and, and how why God's called you here today. Well, I really came into a close relationship with God halfway through my military service. And I became so hungry for the word that I spent hours reading my Bible from cover to cover several times. And <laughs> wow. I, I took God's word literally. I began to, to uh, confess God's word over my life and, and favor. And uh, when I went to work for the oil industry, uh, I began by doing that. I, I was supposedly a trial case, so I hmm. uh, daily drove to work. It was a 45-minute drive in Houston, so wow. I daily drove to work speaking God's Word. And I I, I began to notice just unprecedented favor from people huh. uh, in many ways. And God God elevated me quickly, and, and uh, I was I was I was just amazed. I was amazed by God. Hmm. Uh, my life has been much that way. I moved to Montana uh, to get out of the oil industry because the hours were tremendous and hmm. taking a toll on family life. And growing to Montana gave us a chance to slow down, but I uh, I began going to a church there that the pastors uh, soon felt called to the mission field and left and said, uh, you're the pastor. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Here's the keys. (laughs) I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I, I, I must admit, I I thought God had made a huge mistake because my heart is, I, I agree about solving problems, but my heart was more on the line of uh, a football coach, you know, if you mm-hmm. if you got two guys that don't agree together, you grab them both by the shirt front and hit them together three or four times and say, "Okay, start over." <laughs> and uh, I've learned over my life that God is a very compassionate God, and that God mm-hmm. loves people and loves to wants us as Christian men to love people, yeah, amen. to have amen. a deep empathy for for what to see people like He sees them, yeah. Not not in their circumstances, but but how he loves them just as human beings and wants them to be, wants them to come into salvation. So uh, that's that's really changed. Uh, I mean, I've continued throughout my lifetime. I worked. God continued to grant me favor as I confessed His word, and I 
I uh, enjoyed writing software and was invited to come and write software for the Department of Energy and did that up until uh, my wife became ill and I had to, to cease working to be able to care for her. But I, uh, God, has, has, God has worked in my heart. I've been drawn to, to uh, serving in a capacity of helping to analyze other problems besides just problems for the nuclear industry. So, mm. wow. uh, and that's what drew drew you really this call, this burden for public policy to get into getting a, a serving in some capacity to the communities at large. I mean, you know, because honestly, a lot of folks are. It seems a little daunting to think about a public policy role to get in anything that might involve politics. I mean, it's kind of that nasty word. You don't talk about it around the dinner table. Don't, don't get involved in that. And Christians, we tend to hover around the you know outside lines there and maybe do a lot more finger pointing than saying, hey, I'm going to be a change agent. I'm going to make a difference. I, I believe that God has been with me as he was with you, obviously is continuing to be with you, has influenced your life, has enabled you to impress it into the lives of others and to serve even abroad and mission work and so forth. So you believe that as God is with you and strengthened and empowered you, and you can make a difference. And I, I applaud you then for saying, I, I'm going to step out and, and take on this role. So tell what what, uh, what drew you then to public policy? Why why get involved in politics at all? Well, I, I look in the Word and I see people like Joseph and Daniel and see how mm-hmm. God blessed them to direct nations, to direct kingdoms into, into his, by God, guiding them with his wisdom to 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 bring about the best for the country not mm-hmm. not what man understood and thought was best but but what was really best and i i uh spent when i wrote software for the department of energy uh i often came to problems that i didn't know how to solve and they I, I began to rely heavily on god and it's, the word says that he gives he reveals the secrets to mm-hmm. those that that uh will apply themselves before him. Mm, that's right. And uh, it's not because I feel that I have any special uh, gifting. I know that God is no respecter of persons. Mm. And I've shared that with many young men saying, you know, don't, don't, look at, don't look at somebody else and say, well, that's them, that's not me. Right. I said, uh, the, the truth of the matter is that, that God is no respecter of persons. And if you will believe him to, to gift you with what you need to to help your fellow man to do for your fellow man what what he's calling you to do that he he's always there ahead of you right yeah so, you know and if more men like you were to step out men and women alike you know, I mean, if we were every time there's an election cycle and individuals would run for city council, run for mayor, run for governor, we want to transform this nation. It starts from within. And I, I think of Jeremiah, where he, the Lord is, he, he's burdened for the state of Israel, for the nation of Israel. He's burdened to, so much so that he's appealing before the God of heaven on their behalf. And, mm-hmm. and, and God reminds him that I will give you shepherds that honor me when the hearts of the people have turned back towards him. So often the reflection of our government is really a reflection of the people. Absolutely. And so you being burdened, I, I take that as a great sign of encouragement that God is hearing our prayers, raising up men and women like yourself to stand in the gap and to really become a change agent and say, I'm going to take this deep, devout faith in the Lord. I've watched him work. I bear witness of his great and mighty works throughout my life. And I believe that he'll be with me in this critical role as well. So as you take on these 
vast assignments, and, and you seem to be unfazed by it, and it's not daunting to you. Your God is bigger. As you look at the city of Fountain, and, and you look at the projects that are there and some of the challenges that are there in our southern Colorado Springs communities, uh, you know, what are some of your goals? What would you like to see accomplished that if that you could be a man of change could, could make an impact on right away? Well, things that, that affect all the citizens that are that are incumbent on us, God expects us to be good stewards of what we have. Mm-hmm. And I find that all too often in government, we're more ready to do things that we think might advance our career or might advance mm-hmm. our uh, appeal to other politicians or to other <laughs> to other entities. Right that they take precedence over over what might be good sense as, as to how to best take care of what has already been allotted to us and to to make sure that it is done on, on a basis of equality and and, and that it that it lifts up all people instead of just catering to people that that mm-hmm. might best be able to to return favors to us and that's that's I've learned over my life that's not what God is about God is Indeed. God cares about the little people that's right. So you're a man that can't be bought and not influenced, obviously, by by the few at the expense of the majority. You're, you're a man of the people. You're you're here in the hearts of the folks. I know with Ken here, you've probably done many of the walking, the the sidewalks and, and, and knocking on doors. And I hear uh, wonderful things about how you've not only uh, been there door to door to door to hear the hearts of folks, but you've been to the city council meetings. You know what's going on. You, you You've heard the issues and are ready to roll up your sleeves and get to work. So uh, help our listener then understand why are you uniquely qualified to serve as a council member? I mean, maybe in an encouragement to them as well, as our listeners are probably soaking this in a bit right now to say, well, he sounds like a guy like me. I'm burdened when I'm sleeping at night. I think, you know, maybe maybe God's calling me to step out and step up. Uh, why would how can, how are they as as any listener even myself as I go to some of these meetings it just sounds so overwhelming at times it sounds like a lot of bureaucracy and it just feels like well maybe that's that's part of the the illusion just to maybe uh, make us feel so intimidated by it that we're not willing to step out and step up so if for you is God has burdened you in this way why why do you feel like you're uniquely qualified beyond the fact that which is enough that God is with you. But in in your skill set and and in this, for such a time as this right now, what what makes you distinguished over perhaps others who are running for the same position? Well, I've been in business for myself almost my entire life, uh, not by choice in the beginning. Uh, I was actually experiencing some very difficult times in my life financially when things were slowing down back in the late seventies, and I a group of businessmen came to me and said. We need an honest person to compete in business in our city. I lived in Montana at the time. Mm-hmm. And I began, it was a great learning experience because as I was cast into the almost hopeless like Joseph, cast into the pit, uh-huh. I said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I do trust you. And I do ask for guidance. And I want to do it if I can bless other people and bring glory to you by doing it. And over, over the years I've come to, I would encourage anybody that, 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 uh, anybody that is, that has a willing heart 
to find ways they can be involved because it's God's ability. It's not our ability. It's our trust in him. It's how much we've learned to to lean on him. I, I think often of David and, and how he approached Goliath, and he didn't he wasn't concerned about Goliath. It wasn't the size of the giant in front of him. Mm. It was the size of the God that he had seen slay the bear and slay the lion when he only had a slingshot. That's right, amen. And, it, and when he came to the fight with Goliath, Goliath was no different. And and I would that's what I would say to encourage people. I mean, I have I've learned a lot of administrative capability and and being in business for that much of my life, budgeting and and uh, planning out projects and and learning to to communicate effectively with people on all levels. But but the but it boils down to uh, a deep seated confidence that if I seek God's direction, that He will not withhold it. Mm. And and that gives me great confidence to know that there are no problems that are insurmountable. That's right. Amen. Amen. I, I, that's that is so encouraging to hear, especially from politicians, right? I mean, they, we, we think of the swamp of Washington D.C. I've served there mm. for a decade, and uh, you know, it is daunting. It is. It, it can be exhausting, uh, especially for Christians on the front line. If you like, sometimes you feel like you're alone, like you're an Elijah crying out, mm. I, "I'm all, I'm all alone," and yet the Lord has to remind us, "No, no, He has others," and indeed, He'll surround you with Aaron and hers to lift your arms up. Certainly, Ken Lippincott here. I know he's going to be a, a, an arm raising champion for you in this cause. But, you know, so often we think about our politicians perhaps feeling like they got to leave Christ at the door when they step out into these particular roles, that they have to be such individuals of compromise trying to find the win-win for every scenario that they really have to leave their faith at the door and then walk in and, and be something perhaps that they they aren't, or at least ran on a platform that they were. So in this, how what role does your faith play? What role does Christ ultimately play as you being a city council member? Can, can you truly wear your full hat of saying, I am first and foremost a Christian, and and this is going to influence my decisions? And I'm going to make the right decisions for the people because I first and foremost submit to the authority of the universe. Um, I mean, can, do you have to take that hat off or can you wear it and boldly wear that in, in, a, in a public policy forum? Well, I've my a greater part of my life since I've known the Lord, I've, I've heavily relied on him. And I make no bones about the fact that that I trust God to guide me. And I ran for I ran for mayor in this city uh, a couple of terms ago, and I I was narrowly defeated, but I but I made no I didn't try to hide. I know that God is my is my strength and He's my wisdom, and I don't try to hide in any way. I I freely told people I said you know when I run out of when I when I don't know where to go I turn to God because mm-hmm. that's the best advice I can get. And I've been very, very mm-hmm. confident in sharing that with uh, people in the city at all levels. The city has asked me a number of times to serve on, on uh, special boards to help, help uh, solve problems. And I, I, I don't put myself forward because I know that I'm just a man. But I know that the God that I serve, uh, mm-hmm. there is no end to what He will do if we seek Him first that he will give us the answers to the problems. Amen. He, he desires us to have a successful and, and productive lives. 
and he doesn't withhold the the means to get there. That's right. Amen. Well, I, for those who, who maybe tuned in a little late, we've been talking with Daryl Couch, and he is running for city council in Fountain. And uh, Daryl, how, how do folks connect with you? I, I found you on Facebook. I know you're there. Is there another website, or are there other ways you, people want to engage with you that they can find you? There's a site specifically for this run. It's uh, uh, Couch for Council. Okay. Uh, and I'm, uh, I do have a, a number that I accept calls on, which is uh, it's yeah. 719-330-0477. And even if you're just looking for encouragement to possibly run for an office or, or be, a, be a help to the community that you live in, uh, I'm available to help encourage you. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. Daryl, thank you so much for being on Engage in Truth. Thank I really do uh, pray the Lord's blessing upon you. We need more men, even women, with the same heart uh, running for these seats as they come available in, in all areas of government. And, and we have seen how Colorado recently has uh, has changed uh, very quickly. And yes. when, when the people just think that the problems are being solved and not being part of the solution— uh, then we find ourselves in, in the position that we're in as, as the state now. So we need uh, prayer over every position uh, of, govern, uh, of government. So, you know, we're instructed to do that in Scripture. We're instructed to pray for those in authority. Uh, that uh, This is not something that we're asked to do. We're, we're commanded to do. It's not a suggestion. It's something we're supposed to do, Absolutely. to stand with those whom God has called out to appointing them uh, to, to uh, lead, to uh, guide his people and, and ultimately guide the communities at large. So uh, I'm so grateful that you've uh, taken the time to be here on Engage in Truth. Ken, thank you for mm-hmm. coming back and, uh, and and putting your efforts again to another champion for the people. And uh, we know that uh, God's favor rests on your shoulders, certainly for all that you've been doing over mm-hmm. these many, many years mm-hmm. in service to the community. So thank you for being on Engage in Truth. Well, Daryl's a truth seeker, and he doesn't give up in his search for it. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. You for so for me. those of you who have listened now and you're just going, okay, I got to listen to this again, uh, please go back to calvaryfountain.com. Again, calvaryfountain.com. You can listen to the podcast there, share it with your friends, get the word out, be part of the solution. And more importantly, above all else, pray. Pray for Daryl. Pray for his family. Pray for individuals like him who who share the same faith, who have a foundation in Jesus Christ our Lord, who are running for positions that they know that they need the power of Almighty God to equip and support them to to do a, a successful job in that and representing the people, and more importantly, representing Jesus Christ our Lord. I want to thank you for tuning in to Engage in Truth, and I want to encourage you to uh, check us out at, online, calvaryfountain.com. If you're looking for a fellowship, please uh, come visit us at Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley. Services are 80 and 10 a.m. And there you're going to find a a lot of believers who love the Lord and love to go deeper into God's Word verse by verse. So again, check us out, calvaryfountain.com. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you next week.